Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, look who's coming through the door. I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Hello, love. Hello, love. Where in the world have you been so long? Missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Hello, love. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, love. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Come on in. Set a spell with us here this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 810, 10 minutes after the hour. The big gig is underway for hour number two. We have a lot I want to do in this hour of the show, including our friend uh, Stephen Adams coming in from the uh, Ogden newspaper chain. Lots of talk about Joe Manchin. Also a little Jim Justice story or two, and we'll be talking a bit about um, uh, the steward's plan for WVU. What is that? Well, Stephen will tell us about that. He's also been uh, sharing it with us, uh, sharing with you in the uh, in the Ogden newspaper, so be aware of that. 36 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We're looking at 31 at the Highlands. 27 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 34 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling. In the heart of the Ohio Valley, sunny, a high today around 57. Sunny and a high of 56 tomorrow. Pretty much the same way all this week. Sunny, high 50s, low 60s. Rain is likely on Friday, but then back to sunny and pleasant weather again. Uh, over the uh, weekend. So it's going to warm up later. Right now, again, it's it's actually cold outside. And Bob was smart enough to actually turn his Jeep on and defrost his windows. I did not, so I had to use the other defroster that I have. That, uh, that would be my wife. Who <laughs> took care of things this morning. All right, I got the Facebook Live up again, again. I, I, it was never my plan to do this on a regular basis, but I got so many people who are uh, dialing in and watching on Facebook Live. We have the entire studio wired for video now. We have one, two, whatever, one, two, three, four, six cameras in the studio. Uh, we've got a, a video switcher. We're getting some new lights and, and everything is, we're going to have a full video set up here eventually. Um, and McCabe and I got some plans we're working on because of that too. Um, but it's not up yet, so I thought I'd just, just, just kind of give you a reminder that we have video available. I did Facebook a little bit last week. And then um, this morning I had so many people checking in, I'm leaving it run a little bit longer than I had been uh, before. Although I realized I don't quite know how to do this. If I turn my phone this way, it tells me I can't do that. So, okay. There you go. Well, maybe it works. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm doing here, pal. You want to come and take over the video for me? Yeah, give me the camera. I'll be the cameraman, producer. I'll do it all. All right, the mask producer. All right, it's 8-12 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Some interesting things. Well, I want to get a, so many different perspectives on the Joe Manchin story. Everywhere I turned over the weekend, there was some other organization, politician, uh, news site offering opinions about the Joe Manchin case. So uh, Steve Adams and I will talk about that coming up next. On the last talk line on Metro News, we talked a lot about Joe Manchin's announcement. He's not running for re-election. Clearly, he is fed up with Washington politics. We share common values of family, freedom, democracy, dignity, and a belief that together we can overcome any challenge. We need to take back America and not let this divisive hatred further pull us apart. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia talk line. Weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. 
Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not, the courtroom. With a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm gonna give you till the morning comes. Till the morning comes. Till the morning comes. The morning has come. It's come. It's here right now. 815 Watchdog Morning Show. Welcome to a Monday morning edition of the program. Glad you're along for the conversational ride. If you want to join me on the text line, Frio Stack Auction Service text line, it's 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Or if you prefer, you can use the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304-232-8255. Uh, let's see. Um, this is not true. Off the text line, I thought you personally not saying Happy Veterans Day on Friday was really bad. It took John McCabe to say it before you said it. Wow. Well, it wasn't Veterans Day to begin with. Okay, going into uh, to Saturday, the actual Veterans Day. All right. Uh, apparently, you couldn't. You could care less. I don't know who this is, but do me a favor. Go listen to Dimitri, because um, if that's the way you think, get away. I don't, I don't want you. I, I don't want you. I, I don't want you to say that about me. I don't want you. How's that, Bob? Good job, Howard. All right. Let's welcome Stephen Adams. He can stay. <laughs> Let's welcome Stephen Adams to the show. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Howard. I look. I have I, I look. I think you support veterans just fine. So right, thank I don't you. Know what anyone's talking about? <laughs> thank you very much. I just sometimes I just get so frustrated with what uh, people you know want to say. You know, we have you and I have we've been having a hard time linking up here the last few weeks because you've been so busy doing so many uh, well, like you know, real work as opposed to coming on with me. Um, I want to go all the way back to. Did you really wear your Ghostbuster costume to the state capitol? I did, but I also thought that they were going to be having their uh, trick or treat. They they do a trick or treat there, 
for uh, children of staff and uh, and the employees and things of that nature. And it had been the day before. So I had showed up thinking that that was going to be uh, trick-or-treat day. So I went with the intention of handing out candy, and uh, I had missed it. So instead, I handed out candy to all the communications people. <laughs> Did you get some unusual looks, uh, Ghostbuster wandering through the hallways? Weirdly, no, because I'm, trust me, there's stranger things that I've been in that building. <laughs> okay, all right. I suppose so. I love to watch your uh, Facebook and and your X account. Not I do, and of course, appreciate the news that you put up there and how timely you get the information out. But I get a just great kick out of the things that you and your wife do. You guys are really active and busy, and you look like you're always having fun. That's well. I mean, that's the key to a, a good life is just having fun. That's what we try to do. We just have a good time no matter what we're doing. So let me ask you this: Is Joe Manchin having fun? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. First of all, the decision to retire couldn't have been easy. Uh, we had gotten kind of tipped off about it uh, earlier that day that it was going to come, but we weren't sure if it was going to come in an announcement or if it was going or how it was going to come. Ultimately, it came in the form of a press release and a video message, which uh, once once I realized that was going to be the case, I'm like, okay, he's probably announcing that he's not going to run. Uh, I, I, look, with the career that he has had and the success that he has had over his political career, he was a state house lawmaker in the House and the state Senate. He was secretary of state. He was governor for two terms. And then, you know, when special election to replace, you know, the iconic Robert C. Byrd gets two terms in the U.S. Senate. I mean, with a career like that, it's hard to walk away from. And I, I can't imagine it. I, I think he's looking forward to a new adventure, but I have to imagine it's bittersweet for him. What do you think the new adventure is? I mean, uh, you and I have talked about this you know, speculatively, as many people have on this show, and uh, about what he might do before he made the announcement, but I mean, what what do you think? That, what is the what? Is, he says he's going to make a national uh, uh, tour or travel the country and talk to people, and a lot of folks are interpreting that meaning that maybe it's his, um, you know, getting involved with new, no labels to do a third party presidential bid. I don't know if that's what he means exactly or not. What do you think? Best guess? You know him? You've talked to him? What's what? Where is he going with this? I certainly think he wants to test the waters and. He- really couldn't do that if he was going to try to run for re-election for U.S. Senate and focus on that aspect. So I think he's going to take the next few months and travel around. Maybe he'll hop on his motorcycle. He likes to do that a good deal and uh, ride the back ways and try to figure out what's going on. I mean, his daughter, Heather Brush, has been going around the country recently mm-hmm. uh, trying to gauge interest in a new kind of think tank or political organization that would focus on centrist and moderate political uh, philosophies and ideas, which is something that appeals to Manchin. So I think he's going to test the water. I think he's going to see what the interest is and really see if there is a way to do it without being a spoiler, because I think Hoppy had in his column this morning, it's clear Manchin doesn't want to be a spoiler, and I don't know that he will run if that is the case. But if he thinks that there's really the middle way out there, and there may be based on some polling, I mean, then he may have a chance. If not, 
then he can certainly parlay that into a using the rest of his political life to push for moderate policies. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that Heather Bresch had uh, been going around the country sort of talking about creating some kind of a new moderate centrist think tank, uh, an across-the-aisle kind of thing, very much in line with what Senator Manchin talks about all the time. I wonder if that is maybe in some ways where Senator Manchin is actually aiming. You know, I... I he has the and he's seventy six, but he has the energy. He has the the drive. If he wanted to mount a third party presidential bid, but somehow that doesn't feel right to me. But that rather maybe he's traveling around, kind of testing some waters, and the waters may be to find out if there's a way that he could be a non elected um, bringer together of the country. That's a bad phrase, by the way. Uh, your editor would correct me on that, but a bringer together of the of the country. I think that's pretty spot on, to be honest, because here's the thing. Manchin has an ego, and I don't mean that in a pejorative, but I mean he's somebody yeah, that's sure a big absolutely. political character, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, he talked up big here in the last few months. You know, any race I get into, I'm going to win. Well, with that thought in mind, he didn't get into the U.S. Senate race. He decided to retire. I think there's been so much talk about him trying to do no labels or do some sort of third-party presidential run. I do think he's somewhat obligated at this point, if nothing else to save face, to go out there and, 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 and test the waters and talk to people. But I think he's smart enough to know that that is a very tough path. Anyone who's done it, uh, pulls, you know, sometimes they can pull a decent percentage, but not enough to even get close to either a popular vote or an electoral vote. I, I, I don't think he's, Manchin's not stupid. We all know that. So I think, but he's been talked up so much as a possible third party candidate. I, I do think he kind of has to do this, but I think in the end, he probably won't do it. And I think he will use his resources into what you just said, being kind of a non-elected, you know, moderate uh, paragon, if you will. Bring her together of the people. I like that phrase. I think I'm going to use that anyway. Say, <laughs> bring her together of the people. <laughs> you know, I look Very over the, George W. Bush. Yes, exactly. I look over the headlines just, uh, you know, from different news sources over the weekend, including uh, the Intelligencer and some of your writings. Uh, ABC News, Joe Manchin running third party in 2024 would be foolish, fellow Democrat Wes Moore argues. Uh, Senator Chris Murphy uh, from uh, Connecticut. Murphy says Manchin third party run would hump, hurt Trump more than Biden. From the Hill over the weekend, Democrats see red with Manchin's retirement. Uh, of course, locally, reaction pouring into Manchin's impending Senate retirement. And I don't think you wrote this story. It was an Intel story, though. Senator Manchin, the last in a line of formidable West Virginia Democrats who promoted coal interests. Which certainly is true. You know, this Manchin was the last of a line, right? That's true. Yeah, that was the Associated Press story. Um, yeah, I, I, and I have a column in today's paper where I basically kind of compare him to a domino, if you will. And if you if you really kind of look, especially over the last say twenty years, we've seen uh, really kind of. Along with Manchin's uh, statewide political career, we've really seen Republicans start to take a seat here, take a seat here. Shelley Moore Capito, David McKinley, uh, Patrick Morrissey for attorney general. Uh, you have the uh, the entire legislature go red here in 2015. 
Uh, you've got all sorts of things that you can keep. You know, the entire Board of Public Works now is Republican because the last Democrat on there, which was uh, State Treasurer John Perdue, got defeated in 2020 by Riley Moore. Uh, So Manchin is the last statewide elected Democrat. And so I kind of liken it to a domino effect, and we've been seeing the dominoes fall. Now, is Manchin the last domino, the last Democrat? Who knows? Because we've seen some interesting voting results in Kentucky and Virginia that if I'm Huntington Mayor Steve Williams, who's running for governor of West Virginia right now, I would see that as a positive right now. So as mentioned, the last of his kind, maybe, but the history, political history is cyclical. So, I mean, it, the same thing's going to happen to the Republicans at some point. So what's the first domino to fall there? The one of the first questions you would normally ask in a situation like Manchin choosing not to run for re-election last week, a typical question would be, who takes his place? But I think the short, well, there is someone. Ta- I mean, there is another Democrat in the ballot, which we'll talk about in a second. But truth of the matter is, there's nobody who takes his place, right? I mean, d- Democrats just have to wash their hands of this. Well, that's it. I mean, certainly in the, I know that the. National Democrats, uh, particularly the National Democrats' uh, central campaign arm, certainly were pushing hard for him to run. The White House was pushing hard for Manchin to to run again. They they certainly thought that there was a pathway for him had he ran, and it's possible that there would have been. I, I think if you were to have the election today. Uh, between Manchin and let's just say you know Governor Jim Justice, the Republican front runner. I, I I think I, I feel like Manchin would probably lose in that. Would he lose in a year from now? I don't know. It would certainly depend on what else keeps coming out about Jim Justice because there's something new every day practically. But it's one of those things where I, I think the Democrats on the national level did want him to give it a try, and now it really does kind of put the ma- uh, map for uh, Senate majority in question going into 2024. Well, I mean, it, let's, let's talk about the Senate for a bit. It's uh, West Virginia's, I think, out of the out of the picture there. I, we need to, for to be proper, point out there is a Democrat candidate still, Zach Shrewsbury, uh, who, honest to goodness, Stephen, I didn't even know he was in the race until he sent me a press release, I'm sure you and everybody, after Manchin resigned, saying, hey, don't forget about me. Um, so there is someone in the race, but West Virginia's written off. I mean, it's going to be it was going to be tougher even Joe Manchin to win. Nobody else has got a shot. What happens it, to the Senate? Let's, let's take a bigger, you know, U.S. look yeah. at this. What happens to the Senate? Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it really kind of screws with, with the math there because I think people, especially after the chaos we've seen on the House side, but the House Republicans and the leadership fight over there, I think many people kind of see the House of Representatives flipping back to, to probably another slim but Democratic majority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all eyes are on the Senate, and you know, right now they have, I think, a two-seat majority there versus the right. one that right. they had previously, because Manchin was obviously uh, thriving in that environment. Uh, there for uh, from 2021 20, on, uh, it's a situation where the math really changes, and I don't know that the Senate Democrats can hold a majority in 2024 based on the people who are running. And I offhand don't know what all seats are up, but everything I've read, the experts seem to think that that's going to be tough. Uh, and again, it's early yet but then again it is we are less than a year out from from the general elections 
So it's really going to create an interesting dynamic. And also keep in mind the presidential race, you know, is either going to bring people out or depending on who's on the ballot, it may depress people from coming out. And that could drive things one way or the other. So it's going to be a very interesting election cycle. Things I've read, some things over the weekend. Uh, Democrats have to win every open, every incumbent seat. Every incumbent has to be reelected. Uh, with Manchin out of the game, everyone has to be reelected. And there are a couple that are in 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 serious trouble. One of them is uh, bordering uh, Ohio's Sherrod Brown, uh, who is uh, normally, you know, and I still would maybe just as with Manchin, I would still give the nod to to Brown because I think he can win these things. But it's a tough, tough race he's got. One of the, quote, good things coming out of Manchin's not running, uh, according to some of the political analysts I've been reading, is it will free up money that was set aside for the West Virginia race for other races, like maybe Sherrod Brown's race. It may be able to put more money into some other races that are going to be close, and they might have more national money coming in. Um, It really does kind of change the whole playing board with Manchin having made this decision. Although, Stephen, you'd have to think that the National Democrats, look, we've talked about it for, for months, they had to know this was a possibility, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for, for sure. I mean, let's be honest, up until the, the Democrats took the majority in 2021 and Manchin became basically, you know, uh, uh, the Spartans holding the pack, you know, and you, you know, he, it's one of those things where he was not happy to be in the U.S. Senate. He famous, famously said around 2018 that the U.S. Senate, quote, sucks, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not happy there with how it was being ran uh, and everything that was being done. And he had famous like battles between him and uh, the Mitch McConnell, the current uh, the Senate minority leader. I mean – his disdain for how the Senate operates these days is pretty well known. And yes, he had a couple good years there, especially with the work he did trying to make changes to the American Rescue Plan, uh, with helping negotiate the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. And of course, he turned down Bill Back Better and ended up coming back with the Inflation Reduction Act, which Look, I get some of the complaints from conservatives on that, but there are some things in that that are already bearing out to West Virginia's benefit right now. Uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, he had a couple good years, but it's not surprising that he 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 would want out, and they should be should have been prepared for it. You know, I suppose as one who is ar- who who is arguing for bipartisanship and trying to reach across both sides of the aisle, which has been Manchin's mantra, I guess it's not surprising to point out that. He had his battles with Mitch McConnell, and then he had his own battles with Joe Biden. I mean, he 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 was not a creature of either party particularly. You know, uh, I think he always was a Democrat at heart. But I think when it came time to to, to voting and so on, he he really was. I mean, he, again, he, sometimes he fought with McConnell, sometimes he fought with Biden. He didn't really have a a settled seat. Does that make sense? It doesn't really have a place where he was completely. Uh, comfortable, I I don't think. He's never been... I, I, I remember talking to him in, in his early days in the Senate. I used to talk to him more frequently. Um, he was never particularly happy with the Senate. You know, the, He loved being governor. But being governor was a very different kind of job than a senator. And while I think he's worked hard at being a good senator, he never was comfortable in the Senate, I don't think. I think, well, yeah, that's absolutely right. And everybody, it's easy to forget about it, but 2020, uh, there there was a real chance 
that he was going to get back in the governor's race. Right. And if you recall, there was a lot of hemming and hauling, and we didn't know what announcement he was going to make. And then he made an announcement at uh, the West Virginia Lottery headquarters, uh, and he didn't know what uh, decision he was going to make till that morning, but ultimately decided uh, that he was not going to seek uh, the Democratic nomination for governor of West Virginia again. He was going to stay in the U.S. The US Senate. So we, we've been here before, uh, and this was really the last year has been very similar to that, where we've all just been having to wait and figure out what decision he was going to make, and well, now we have it. So, so and West Virginia is going to have to be prepared for that because we're going to lose that seniority that we have in the U.S. Uh, Senate with him being our senior senator. Uh, obviously, we have Senator uh, Capito there. If the Republicans take the majority in 2024, then the, the, she'll get uh, she'll be in a good position. But if they don't, well, we don't have a whole lot of pool there, and. Uh, to be honest, our two members of Congress, Carol Miller and uh, Alex Mooney, assuming Alex Mooney is still there in 2024, well, they're kind of in the bottom of the Republican totem pole to, to some extent. So we're, West Virginia is going to miss Manchin when it's gone. Well, we'll be talking about Manchin, I'm sure, for quite some time. That What's Manchin going to do? What is this national tour going to turn into? So there's going to be plenty of time for you and I to speculate and ruminate and write columns about and do talk show rants about uh, Manchin. He is not leaving the public stage by any stretch of the imagination, at least not for a while. Stephen Adams is with us in the Ogden paper. Stephen, I don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to shift gears to another story you did this weekend or that was published this weekend. And that is this uh, WVU stewards plan. Now, like you, I had been given some information about it ahead of time, and I had kind of skimmed through it, but you really pulled it together. This is an alternative plan proposed by some unnamed faculty, I guess, at WVU to create a transformative process different than the one the university is currently using, right? That's correct. And the way they would do it, just real quickly, is uh, they would pretty much kind of take a lot of the $45 million uh, target that you wanted to reach with the academic transformation plan. But instead of getting rid of programs and laying off teachers and professors and staff, they would instead take pretty much all the money they need from that by getting rid of some of their leadership positions and cutting uh, overall salaries within a certain range by a certain uh, I can't remember how much the percentage is in the story, but it's kind of small. Uh, but they would get there that way. And it's real interesting because whether this was intentional or not, some of the ideas from this plan are kind of being implemented now at WVU, especially when you've got some people departing like uh, Vice President Rob Alsop. Uh, we already know Gee, uh, President Gordon Gee is leaving, so they'll be able to bring in a new president and probably renegotiate that salary down. There could be more, I'm told, uh, leaving. We know that there's reorganizations going on in several of the leadership units at WVU. But at the same time, I'm also told that they're not going to stop doing the academic transformation mm -hmm. either, which is what this would be contingent on. They would have to stop doing that. So, well, we'll may, maybe they're doing both plans. I don't know. But it's been real interesting to read about it. Let me ask you a question that people ask me. Is there more to Rob Alsop leaving than we're hearing? I do think that a certain number of the top brass were going to have to fall on the sword after this academic transformation. I, I'm not terribly surprised that uh, Rob Alsop is one of them. 
Uh, of course, Guy had already announced his uh, impending retirement after this contract extension, and that was even before the vote of no confidence. But I suspect he's going to go. I would not surprise – this is speculation. It would not surprise me if Provost Marianne Reed probably quietly goes. I mean, the do what they did uh, with the co- programs they cut and everything and with the morale of WVU right now, whether you agree with the cuts or what they try to do or not, Man, uh, I, I don't know that you can keep going with the current leadership team you have. They're going to have to probably build that from the ground up. Stephen, appreciate your time today. I thought you might be up here today for the interims, but you're working from uh, Charleston to cover those, right? That's right. Yeah, my colleague, Jocelyn King, up at the Intelligencer, is covering some of those meetings in person. I'm covering some of them from the from my office in the Capitol building. Uh, we decided to double team that. I figured I'd save the company the uh, cost of a hotel. So, <laughs> since we already have a paper in Wheeling, I figured it made more sense uh, for for uh, the paper up there to, to, to help cover too. I really appreciate Joslyn and, and the team at the Intel for uh, uh, covering those meetings and helping me out with that. All right. Well, we'll follow what uh, what you find out on your X account. X. I keep saying X, but on your X account, and then of course uh, everything will be in the newspaper as time comes by. Thank Thanks for joining me today. I'm sorry I kept you a little bit longer than I planned to, but always good conversation. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks, Howard. Stephen Adams, uh, Ogden newspaper chain, 838-22 till the hour. He's a good guy. I like Stephen. He's just fun. You should see some of the pictures, Bob. I know you're not a Facebook person. I don't think you're a Facebook person anymore, are you? I am not. Uh, <laughs> he does a lot of, uh, he and his wife have a lot of really neat, fun pictures. They, they go camping. They go to concerts. They're both into Star Wars, Star Trek, superheroes. Um, it's, they look like a, just a delightful couple. Who am I to make such comments? But I, I think they are. Plus, he does a good job. 8.38, till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. It is time for Ohio Valley Headlines. Here's Rebecca Little. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little. Here's a look at your headlines for this Monday, November 13th. The National Park Service reports that the Steep Valley Fire, which began on November 6th in the New River Gorge National Park, has resulted in the burning of nearly 2,000 acres. In an update yesterday, the National Park Service said that there has been minimal fire activity since the last update due to some rain on Friday. As of Sunday morning, the fire was still burning in the War Ridge and Bacchus Mountain area of the New River Gorge, but it is now 50% contained. Officials said that the area is drying back out and the fire activity is expected to increase again. Meanwhile, West Virginia is taking a stand against human trafficking through its Businesses Against Trafficking program. Stickers containing a helpline number and website will be provided by Secretary of State Mac Warner to any participating business. These stickers can be placed into discrete locations where potential victims might see them and then covertly seek assistance. With an annual re-registration of 140,000 companies in the state, Warner envisions a significant impact on curbing highway traffickers. And continuing coverage now, Walmart at the Highlands is back to normal operations today. However, earlier on Sunday, the situation was different. Store employees confirmed to 7 News that a server outage had temporarily halted transactions, leading to a brief closure of the store. The exact cause of the server issue remains unclear, but businesses were reportedly back on track within a few hours of that disruption. Meanwhile, Center Market is hosting its annual Small Business Saturday on November 25th to promote local businesses this holiday season. The holiday shopping event will feature a balloon drop at 10 a.m. and they're offering coupons and 
prizes donated by local businesses. Shopping small helps support community businesses and find some unique gifts. That was a look at your headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a great Monday, everybody. For the Mountaineer football team, they are banged up and mentally battered after Saturday's loss at Oklahoma. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Plenty of recovery needed for the Mountaineer football team this week, both mentally and physically, following Saturday's 59-20 loss at the hands of the Oklahoma Sooners. Before we look ahead to this Saturday afternoon's game against Cincinnati, the final home game of the season for the Mountaineers, one last look at a long night in Norman. This completes the series between the two schools as Big 12 Conference members. West Virginia with little success, just one win in 12 tries against Oklahoma as members of the Big 12. The all-time series is now Oklahoma leading at 12 games to three. The West Virginia victories came last season, the Fiesta Bowl, and the 1982 game, West Virginia's only win in Norman. West Virginia on the ground against the Sooners on Saturday, running for over 140 yards. That's 13 straight games they've done that, which continues to lead the nation. West Virginia, who did not force many turnovers, a total of 10 last season, have now forced a turnover in four straight games individually. C.J. Donaldson, who was injured in the second half, finished his night on his way toward 100. He had 79 yards on 14 carries. He did have a rushing touchdown, giving him eight straight games with a rushing TD. Cole Taylor, the tight end, his only catch of the game went for his fourth touchdown of the season. He is tied with Hudson Clement for the most touchdown catches on the team this year. Coming up tonight here on MSN, the Josh Eilert Show begins at 6 from Kegler's. That is, today's Mountaineer Report is brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168 or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything.
everything on it. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. According to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, 36 at the airport, 32 at the Highlands, 28 in my backyard. Still 34 here, pal? 34. 34 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny and high around 57 today and going to be pretty much the same for the next uh, several days. Rain coming in on Friday. Other than that, sunny, high 50s and low 60s. Any reaction, any thoughts on this mansion thing uh, now that you've had a chance to reflect on it and heard Stephen's comments? Um, and if you read the political news over the weekend, every story was about Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin. No, I think he'll be uh, he'll retire. Other than if he gets the support that he think is uh, thinks out there, you know he's gonna he's gonna play on that. Uh, gonna pull the 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 uh, the country together. Um, we're gonna be uh, Americans uh, more than Republicans and and Democrats. If he can pull that off, then he'll make a run. If he if he doesn't get the support, then he'll retire. You know, I wish he could. I mean, I I am with him on that desire. I guess he's more optimistic than I am. I'm just cynical. I just don't uh, – I know he thinks when he goes out and talks to people, the people are going to say, boy, I wish we'd all work together. I don't know that that's really where the the people are. Yeah, but you got to have vision. you got to look ahead. Yeah. You're going to say, okay, what's going to happen in this next year? Is there any clues? I think there's a lot of clues. Just watch CNN. You'll see a lot of clues out there that uh, – there's probably going to be something bad that happens. I don't know how much our country will be involved, but it could be up to our eyebrows. And uh, we talked about it. You're talking about worldwide, like wars and that kind of stuff. Yes. And we talked about it before. Uh, you know, that seems to be the thing that it takes to bring everybody together. Jews, Christians, Democrats, Republicans, uh, men, women, everybody. It takes something where we're threatened, like a Pearl Harbor, like a 9-11. And uh, I'm not saying that I, I, I say that's going to happen. I say the possibility is, is something like that. And, uh, again, if that would happen and all the dom dominoes line up, uh, a third party that, that's been preaching that all along uh, might catch some fire. Well, that's the same phrase that Stephen used, the dominoes, you know, if they all line up exactly right. And, um, you know, I, I think I even said to Stephen, and I say over and over again, well, you know, the history shows us third-party candidacies can't win. But this is a— maybe one of the most unusual presidential years I can ever remember, where you have two candidates, neither of whom is well-liked by either of their parties, where you have the vast majority of people going, well, I'm going to vote for one guy or the other, but, God, I wish we had other choices. I, again, Howard, I pay attention to history. I think you'd have to go back to Teddy Roosevelt, I think it was William Taft, and that opened up the door for Woodrow Wilson. Uh, he came out of nowhere. Uh, he was a scholar. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was making a lot of noise. You had the former president, William Taft, bigger than life. They kind of like uh, evened each, each other out. And then who came through was, was Woodrow Wilson. So you can pay attention to history, but it's always going to tinker. It's always going to change a little bit. 
And uh, I could see the third party coming out here. And again, if, if things line up just, just perfectly, which they could, it could happen. Well, you and I both talked. I mean, and I don't have any predictions. Zip, zero, zilch, nihil, nine, none. But right now we're talking Biden and Trump. I see a variety of scenarios where that's not the choice we have come November 2024. Now, I don't know what would it be. Does Trump end up going to jail? And Chris Christie or somebody is there. Or does Biden recognize that there is such a, um, uh, even inside his own party, uh, a concern about his, his health and so on that he steps down? I don't know what it's going to be. But I, I, I think for the first time in a long time, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, everybody says Biden-Trump, and I'm not sure that it's going to be. Don't know who it's going to be. And the other thing is the, the popularity thing. Okay, uh, I hear people say, well, well, Manchin's not even popular in his home state. How, how, could he, how could he become president? Well, it's, it's totally, totally different. He's pissed some people off here. <laughs> uh, you know, if he goes coast to coast, and again, this, this catches fire, bringing the, the country back together, uh, his popularity would have nothing to do with, with being a senator. It would be what he's going to do. As, as a president. So I, I don't get caught up in that either. I think it's just better just to sit back and, and just watch, see what happens. Well, he surprised us. He's, well, let me say he surprised me last week when he said he was not going to run for re-election. So uh, surprises certainly are not something that Joe Manchin is afraid to unleash on us. But let me ask you this. Uh, you know Manchin. We've followed him for a long period of time. We know what he said. I believe he's going to engage in this national tour, this national dialogue, whatever. Do you think Joe Manchin really wants to be president of the United States? I think yes. I, think, really? I think more so than he wants to heal and, and be everybody's buddy. No, I think I think that's true. But yeah, I think I think uh, Joe Manchin does have, have a huge ego. I agree. And his days are numbered. And it's I think it's more about Joe Manchin than anybody else. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, you may well be right. And there's no question Joe Manchin has and as Stephen said, I don't say it pejoratively. He's got an ego. He's, he, he, he thinks well of himself um, and, and probably should. I'm just, I'm just not sure he really wants to be president. I, 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 I see this being a, a funnel towards something else. Again, maybe to creating a, for lack of a better phrase, a think tank or a a movement that he would be the leader of to try and pull people together. Well, yeah, because it's it's either going to be one side of the coin or other. Either this thing is going to catch off, and and make his name uh, out there, or it's going to be just like you. I healed the country. I dedicated my time. I gave up the Senate race to try to heal the country. It's it's one of those situations where he can't really lose. He might not be president, but he'll play that card. See, to me, I think that is just to the extent that I know Joe Manchin and to the extent that I, I, I lay my own thoughts over this as well. You just get the burden of running for re-election off your shoulders. Do you want to put on your shoulders the burden of being president of the United States, which is 10 times harder? You know, do you really want that? Or is there something else that you can do that you can have a, a role to play that's what I think maybe he's aiming for or will discover is going to work for him. A role to play as being a big national figure, but not necessarily an elected figure. You and I are different. When, when I'm looking for clues, something like this, I go back to what the man said. He said he would win. He said he, he wasn't he afraid of any race. He wasn't afraid of justice uh, in the state race or uh, 
for, for uh, Senate, right. or he wasn't afraid of anybody in any race. If he was going to jump in, he was going to jump in to win it. You know, some of the things that he said, he, again, I don't believe that he w- wasn't even, at least was leaning this way pretty heavily. I think he pretty fig- figured it out that he wasn't going to run for Senate uh, earlier than, than he shared with folks. Howard, I know you said ah, you didn't necessarily believe that, but he's a smart guy. He, he has to plan out his, his move, and I think he's known for some time that Senate wasn't what he's going to do. Uh, well, again, I, 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 think he, I, think, I think when he said for most of the last year that he doesn't know what – now, I don't know when he made up his mind, but uh, I, th- I think he really wrestled with this decision because he is Senator Manchin. Of course, he was Governor Manchin before – so I, I think the, the idea of giving it up is pretty tough. But you, you're absolutely right. He has said over and over again in many different venues, if I run, I win. And, and what makes him stronger? Well, if the Democrats and the Republicans keep feuding, mm-hmm. you know, you have the, the danger of another shutdown. To me, that all benefits a third-party candidate with a name. Well, who are we talking about? We're talking about Joe Manchin. So, again, his advisor, just sit back. You know, this thing's going to blow up one way or another. You know, they're at each other's throat. Maybe that'll help open up the door for you, Joe. I think that the decision last week to not run for re-election was the beginning of something, not the ending of something. The beginning of what does Joe Manchin do in his next phase. Maybe you'll buy this then. Maybe if they were teetering and he hadn't made up his decision yet, do you think maybe his advisors that were looking at it clearer said, listen, Mr. Manchin, if you're really serious about the president thing, now's the time. You can't keep putting it off because we got to jump in now. Now's the time for that instead of keep putting it off, keep putting it off, keep putting it off. It certainly is true. If, if you're going to make this third party run or even this independent tour looking at finding ways of pulling people together, you got to do it now. I mean – the election is not that – I mean, it's far away on the one hand, but it's not that far away on the other hand. We're a handful of months – well, what, six months away from the primaries and then a year away from the actual election. If you're going to get out there and create some kind of a national name for yourself – now, Manchin does have a national name. You know, there's some other folks that are running that's like, who are – you know, who? Joe has a national name. But if he's going to run uh, as a presidential candidate or as some kind of a unifying figure – He's got to now get out and start getting. That's why I thought the clue was the timing. Timing yeah. is why, why now? Well, okay. Now, if he's serious, now is the time. It is because we're a year away. Five before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show underway. Metro News, we talked a lot about Joe Manchin's announcement. He's not running for re-election. Clearly, he is fed up with Washington politics. We share common values of family, freedom, democracy, dignity, and a belief that together we can overcome any challenge. We need to take back America and not let this divisive hatred further pull us apart. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line, weekdays at 10.06, right here on this Metro News radio station. If you're looking for an affordable hotel with comfortable accommodations and a friendly staff, make sure to book your stay at Sleep In and Suites in Moundsville. It's a non-smoking hotel with an experience that is comfortable and soothing. With no shortage of comfy, floppy pillows on a cozy bed, you're sure to have a great night's sleep. They also offer complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi. They have tons of amenities, and they're located in the heart of Moundsville. Book a room now at sleepinmoundsville.com. 
What does Main Street Bank mean to you? One thing is, we have CDs with consistently higher rates. Unlike some banks, Main Street doesn't use high teaser rates to attract customers. We keep our interest rates simple and competitive. Some of our interest rates for CDs are the best. Plus, our accounts feature no fees or no fees. That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your CD account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Minimum balance of $1,000 to open. Penalty may be imposed early withdrawal. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Kids back in school. Leaves change color and cover the ground. And the fall and winter holidays are just over the horizon. Celebrate the season with us every day. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Dog morning show over the weekend. Nancy was doing, I think she was getting some, you know, Thanksgiving decorations, then maybe Christmas decorations out from the basement and digging around in some of the old boxes and stuff. And she came up and showed me, uh, she had a, an old uh, a coin uh, collecting thing, Bob, that I had. They were nickels. I don't remember collecting nickels. I guess I did, where you put nickels in the thing and keep track of all the, all the coins. Um, I, it was always something I always tinkered with and played with, and I, I like you gave Teddy a, a what was it, nineteen seventeen? Was that what it was? Nineteen seventeen penny, you know, yes. which uh, we're putting into his his collection. Um, if you're a coin collector, there's a big coin auction coming up. It's online right now at freeoandstack.com, but uh, it's, it wraps up on Monday. Is that right? It wraps up today, Howard. It'll start wrapping today, of up. Course, being Monday. Yes, like it idiot. is Monday. Yes. It, this is how it works. At 10 o'clock, they start with the first lot, and uh, they wind it down. They close that bidding out, and it starts that way. And it takes a little time. So you can get in uh, the, still this morning if you're a coin collector or if you know somebody. And you know what about the coin collection, Howard? This is good stuff. You know what these make? I do not. Great Christmas gift. Yes, you're, yes, you're if, right. If you Absolutely. know somebody yeah. that's into coin collecting, yep. 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 you can keep this a secret, and then voila, on Christmas Day, uh, there they have it. So uh, go to Frio and Stack and uh, check it out uh, online, and uh, that's how you're going to bid on this one. You have to get in starting today. It's going to wind down, and uh, a lot of good coins there. A lot of things that a collector would be looking for, Howard. You know, I don't know enough about coins to, for me to, to tell you specifically what you should look for, but you're right. If you're a coin collector, or that's a great idea. If you have someone who's a coin collector, you could find something here that would be absolutely great for them to put in their collection. Uh, look it up at frioandstack.com. And if you see something you think you'd like to bid on, then you register and you bid right there online. How'd you like to get that in your stocking, Howard? Yeah, well, you know, if you're a coin collector, this kind of stuff is good stuff. And I understand, again, I don't know enough about it. But from what I understand, these are some really good collectible coins. So check it out, frioandstack.com. Almost 9 o'clock, Matt Robeson with us next hour. going to talk about uh, Biden and Trump and uh, all kinds of things in the political world. That's coming up. But first, ABC covers the world. Eight point one AM sixteen hundred WKK.